0: this is Encounter with God here on Faith FM. Have we had anyone snap up the clue for the No one's had it
1: correct yet. It's still going. It's still going. Yeah, good on them.
0: A few phone calls been coming in, but uh, no success so far.
2: All right, there's another clue there. What city is this?
1: Clue number three. Okay, what city am I? Uh, Clue number three. What is happening with my Instagram filter? Sorry, I'm very... Suddenly disco. Look at that. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> that's,
2: that's kind don't of Don't know how that happened.
1: Sorry, people who are watching our Insta story. I don't know <laughs> how that happened.
0: Very exciting here on Faith <laughs> FM this morning. Good stuff.
1: Go, go watch our Insta stories. You can see what mistakes I'm making there. Uh, Insta handle is Faith FM Live. Um, clue number three for our What City Am I clue. This is where Paul met Lydia. Lydia, the, the mm-hmm. purple seller? Mm-hmm. Purple cloth seller? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This mm-hmm. is the city where Paul met Lydia. What book is that? Give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843. Um, tell us the correct answer, you'll get a copy of The Great Hope, a really wonderful book by EGY. I actually don't mind this filter, Lyle. It makes my skin look really smooth. Mm. There you go. <laughs> yeah, anyway. you
0: want to see someone with uh, smoother skin, then head over to the Instagram page. Faith
1: FM Live, all one word, lowercase.
0: With the uh, the disco look in the background,
1: yeah, something. So just happened. some
0: random weird filter? I don't came know. Up. I
1: must my thumb must have bumped some sort of filter thing, in it <laughs> came. Yeah, there was some sort of disco triangle around my head. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I think we're going to be fired for heresy here on Faith FM because of that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: there must be some. There must
0: be some heresy about having blue squares disco around. Your they were head. like blue
1: and pink and gold. It was actually quite pretty. There you go. Have you ever been to a disco, Lyle? No. Did Disco still exist? Or was I have that no like, idea. Was that left behind in the 70s? 80s. Oh, yeah. 70s and 80s?
0: I don't know. Don't oh, yeah, ask 70s me. was more funk. Okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we should ask our producer. She's the expert on all those kind of things. But I really have no idea. Uh, the club. It has a club atmosphere. they like right. A club look to it.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Kind of. Vague. Yeah. 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 So we're going to be get done for clubbing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> While on air, in yeah. the studio
1: This is once again that whole private life, public image thing
0: <laughs> Indeed it is Let's turn our Bibles to Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9 through 12 To get our Bible study started this morning And somebody's calling through again Those phone calls, are just coming ah, through Ah,
1: giving it a crack One
0: after the other This is one of my favourite cities that I visited, you know
1: Oh really? Um,
0: in the ancient world, um, particularly... Um, Mm, Yeah, I can give this clue away, particularly New Testament cities. Mm -hmm. uh, Just a really nice location. Yeah, yeah. Really, really, really nice location. In fact, if uh, in the ancient world it would be, having gone to the city, I would love to conduct a baptism there.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Okay.
0: Nice place to do a baptism.
1: Maybe I'll get re-baptized and you can dunk me in this city.
0: There you go. You never know.
1: Lyle, have you gone and hidden the Book of Ecclesiastes? Oh no, here it is. I found it. It's all right, you're off the hook.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just tore that. I didn't like that book. Tore it out of the Bible. It would so be something
1: you Said would something do. Said something I didn't like.
0: You would yeah, like, whatever. Contact
1: the publisher and say, "Hey, Mon needs a Bible, but can you leave out the Book of Ecclesiastes? <laughs> 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 just to torment her." <laughs>
0: uh, we could always. Um, you, you've heard about the uh, the publisher that, that published a uh, copy of the Bible that left one word out, right? No. In the entire Bible, they left out just one word. It was the King James Version. Yeah. And uh, it was the only mistake in the entire Bible, and they all had to be destroyed.
1: Oh, no. Because
0: there was one word missing.
1: Was it one of the not from the Ten Commandments? Yeah, yeah, that's oh, the one. Oh, really? <laughs> really? <laughs> that's the
0: one. It's called the Wicked Bible. What they? And they're re- extremely rare, and they are worth a... Oh, Oh, I can imagine. It was like back in the 1700s or something or other. Um, Thou shalt not commit adultery. The word not was left out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Of all the words. Oh, that's hilarious. Thou shalt commit adultery. Yeah, you would get in trouble, particularly back
0: in those days. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Heresy. Major heresy right there. Okay, so our uh, passage for today, we're um, we're talking about being alone this week.
1: Okay, righto.
0: Do you enjoy being alone?
1: I really do, actually, and I recognise that's not something that um, a lot of people can do. But I do enjoy spending large periods of time by myself. So you, I'm one of those. You're pe- good.
0: You're good company for yourself. <laughs>
1: Either that, or I'm just crazy. <laughs> you enjoy your own company. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm one of those people who likes to, you know, go solo hiking and camping by myself. And when you long do that, when you when trips. you when
0: you do a solo hike or solo camping <laughs> or something mm-hmm. like that, do you enjoy ga- engaging with other people that you meet along the way?
1: Uh, not or necessarily. Like, I often will seek put that, out put that, a that, spot that, where that, there's that, no one. That
0: mon face on that's like, you know, don't talk to me, don't come anywhere near me. I'm in my own box right
2: here.
1: <laughs> it's it's actually funny because, because I enjoy being by myself and I often will seek out, like, you know, on these hikes and, and walks and road trips, I'll often steer away from crowds and, and, and groups of people. Um, but I think because I like it, uh, my heart goes out to people who can't handle it, and so when it comes to loneliness as a societal issue, I um I have a burden for people who who feel the, the pain of loneliness, the pinch of loneliness, and I I often want to help them. Like if you're well, lonely, he's, he's, I would lo- love to talk to you and you know be your friend and stuff. Even though I'm quite happy to just fly solo. I mean yeah. I travel the world by myself. That's a
0: really nice sentiment. I love that sentiment that you've just shared there, Mon.
1: Yeah, it just like when people say they're lonely, like I just my heart breaks for them. I met someone at camp, at big camp um, over the over the course of the week and uh, and they were from a different state and so they were not in their usual um, location and so they didn't really know people and they just said, look, I'm lonely. And I was like, you are hanging out with me all camp. Like even though I prefer to be by myself, I'm like, let's do this. And so we like started on the beach together and, you know, everything together. And so, yeah, I just wanted to, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I suppose also because my brain thinks loneliness, it's such an easy fix. Like mm. Of all the of all the societal problems you could have that be easy to fix, I feel like loneliness has got to be like this It's got to be the easiest one.
0: One. because the population of our world is bigger than it's oh, ever been before,
1: and our connectivity is massive like although having having you know social social media actually I think exacerbates loneliness because you have a false sense of connectedness through like you know, Facebook and Instagram. You feel like you're connected but you're actually not having any meaningful interaction which will, it's a bit like eating sugar when you're hungry and like you think you're full but you're not, you're actually in deficit and so you think you've had interaction, you're not lonely but you actually are lonely because you're not having any meaningful interaction with people but I still think that we can use social media and use that connectivity that we have um, worldwide as a very quick and simple means to fix actual loneliness by just messaging someone and saying, hey, can you come over? Or hey, do you want to go to the beach? Or hey, let's have a cuppa. There's such an ability for for us to fix loneliness and and it's so easy. So yeah, I don't know. I I feel like loneliness is a paper-toothed tiger.
0: There's another aspect to this too and, and it's something that I want to highlight. And that is the difference between being alone, which is what you enjoy, and being lonely. That's true. Yeah. Which no one enjoys. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, you, you, your typical introvert is going to um, you recharge your batteries by being alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you've got to have that me time. You've got to have that uh, the time where you're just enjoying your own company and there's nobody else around. And uh, you can just, you know, just, just, just do your thing, be yourself and recharge your batteries. Um, and that's a really good and positive thing for somebody who's an introvert. Um, and, and you, Mon, are one of those interesting mixes between <laughs> introvert and extrovert. You come here on the radio, do your extrovert thing for two hours, and then go home and you can crawl, yourself, in a shell.
1: <laughs> crawl, in, crawl in a shell and recharge for the next day. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was shattered after camp. It was like a long week of being extroverted. I was like, I just want to be alone. <laughs> but yeah, but actually having my, my morning, <clears throat> my mornings on the beach, my morning runs on the beach was a great little um, introvert moment, little, little yep. introvert session to recharge for the day. So that was really great. And also because I was at Yarra happening. So I was around the corner from the campground and that was, it's nice for me to get away at the end. But, um,
0: yeah, so you weren't right on in in the centre of the action where there was two and a half thousand people. You probably had what, like maybe two hundred people where you were camping. Than less than, even. than. Yeah, oh, yeah, really, yeah, less yeah. than. It's a yeah. small,
1: small little thing. Yep. Um, so it was, yeah, it was a campground that's attached around the corner and uh, much quieter. So yeah. And
0: during your morning beach run, <coughs> how many people would you find on the beach?
1: Oh, max three.
0: And sometimes all to yourself, or not. Was there ever yeah, morning? Oh, yeah, yeah, there, yeah. There was. There was. There was mornings when you were the only person on the beach.
1: Yes, and those mornings I also went swimming. If you know what I mean, <laughs> 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 that's what you need to do. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um. Yeah. But when it comes to loneliness, I like. I. I have to admit, I, I rarely experience true loneliness, and I think that's also got to do with the fact that, um. You know, I'm a Christian. And I have the joy of having a walk with Christ and knowing that. Although I might be alone and, uh, and I might think that I'm experiencing loneliness, I'm never actually truly alone or lonely, um, which is a, a relationship you know, you need to cultivate uh, with God to, to really experience um, what it means to be without loneliness even when you're alone. So, yeah, it's a good one to, to remember as well if you are experiencing loneliness. So. I,
0: th- I think that's incredibly important, um, You know that we can have somebody who will never leave us, never forsake us, And never leave us by ourselves that we can always call out to and rely on.
2: You're listening to
1: Faith FM, positively different radio.
0: Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9 through 12. What do you got for us there, Mon?
1: Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9 through 12. Let me just turn the pages now that you haven't taken the book out from my Bible.
0: She's going to blame me for a page being missing here in a minute. You watch.
1: <laughs> did you say nine to twelve? I did. Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But if someone who falls alone is in, but someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. But how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated. But two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple braided cord is not. Easily broken.
0: Okay, have you noticed that ever that rope is always made out of three cords? Yes, yep. bound together, mm-hmm. and of course that's where you get that you know that added strength in the piece of rope from. If you ever get a piece of rope and you separate that third cord and reduce that rope to just two cords, then it suddenly becomes very weak. It unravels very very easily. Um, and its lifespan is very, very short. But you know, a piece of rope can last, you know, for a very, very long time. Sometimes, you know, the, the archaeologists have found rope, you know, three-quartered rope that is literally thousands of years old.
1: Yes, yeah, good stuff.
0: Um, and so, it's a really good illustration that um, that Solomon is giving here in the Book of Ecclesiastics. What's the basic idea? What's the basic idea of this passage?
1: Um, I suppose that uh, there's more power in numbers. Yeah. And there's and you need like a team, you know, to, to survive basically. And I, to me when I read this, I, as a single person when I read this, I, you know, I, th- I sort of think about my relationship with God and how if I cut myself off from God, I don't really have much of a chance of surviving. But a relationship with God, um, you know, has always been better and, and there's more power in that as well.
0: Yeah. And I think even from the human perspective, when you consider that you know there are some people who enjoy their me time, they enjoy their uh, their own company, um, they recharge well when they can spend some time by themselves. But even those people need social interaction.
1: Yeah, that's right. As
0: human beings, we were not designed ever um, to live without social interaction.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely true. And uh, for our mental health, social interaction right. is, is yeah. absolutely vital. And I should specify: like, I'm not totally down on, on on being around people. Like, I don't think I could be one of those people who lives in a cabin and for ten years doesn't see anyone. I think I'd actually lose my mind. So, yeah, for sure.
0: And I think that's an important point because I don't think there's uh, any circumstance where you've where there's ever been somebody who has not expe- spent you know extended periods of time. Um, you know, completely alone that has not lost their mind. Mm. Yes. Yeah, you right. get people that are marooned on an island or in a very isolated environment and physically their health is just fine, but you know, five, six, seven, ten years down the track they lose their mind.
1: Yep, they start making friends with volleyballs and yeah. that was a movie. But that's how it would go. But that's yeah, how it goes. Yeah, yeah. That's right.
0: That's that's exactly how it goes. And uh, even even though Wilson was a uh, movie, <laughs> a
1: well, I thought it was movie. based on a true story. Actually, I have to confess right now. I haven't actually seen it, and I thought it was based on a true story.
2: <laughs> Oops. <laughs> but
1: no. But that's. Do you know what? Like, if you didn't have God in your life, isn't that what you would do? You would well, make. Even though, okay. Even up.
0: though it's not based on a true story. This is a story that has been told on numerous occasions where people have spent, you know, large amounts of time either, um, you, know, f- you know, because they were shipwrecked or because they were thrown off a ship or because they um, chose to jump ship on a deserted island, um, particularly, you know, back in the seventeen, eighteen hundreds, 1800s, this kind of thing, where you've got good, well-documented stories of people who have lived these kinds of life. Uh, styles, and yeah, over a period of time, they just lose their mind.
1: Yeah, and I, I have to admit, the only reason that I can survive periods of time without seeing people, or just by being, being by myself, is because I know there's an end to it. Mm-hmm. Like to me, like if that was it, that was forever, I'd 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 lose it. But you know, I can do it a week solo, knowing that by the end of the week, I can go home and see my family and friends and so forth. It
0: would be interesting to know whether there was any recorded circumstance of somebody who was marooned uh, for a very very long period of time. But had a copy of the Bible, and whether that made a difference?
1: Oh, yes, good point.
0: Because you know, whatever you've got that connection with God, you're never truly alone, and That's you can true. experience the closeness of God in a uh, in a quiet environment surrounded by nature in a way that you can't experience the closeness of God anywhere
1: else. Yeah, and this is when I think we really need to uh, examine what our relationship with God is like, because if you have a very like. Hey God, thanks for the food. Amen. Hey God, uh, keep us safe as we drive. Amen. And just these sort of like little, you know, throwaway prayers and throwaway relationship. You know, you're not going to have as deep a connection as if you actually talk to God, believing that He really is here, like He really is listening, in in that sort of an intimate sense that you would between friends. And uh, yeah, I think this is. A great opportunity for people to maybe road test that kind of relationship you know spend some time alone how is it that you talk to god do you really believe he's you know as close to you as someone standing next to you and listening to you like a friend would be listening
0: let's go over to John chapter 16 and verse 32 uh, let's find out what does the Bible say here what can what principles can we learn uh, particularly when we're going through times of loneliness so we're not talking about being alone but we're actually we're talking here about actual loneliness yeah
1: which is a sad thing because you can be lonely in a crowd full of people Oh uh,
0: very much yeah, so yeah verse
1: 32. But the time is coming. Indeed, it's here now. When you will be scattered, each one going his own way, leaving me alone. Yet I am not alone because the Father is with me.
0: Okay, this was an, ex- an interesting experience that Jesus is talking about. He's about to go to the cross, mm. and when he says the time is coming in John chapter sixteen, the time is you know within hours. That's that's the context that we have here. It's going to take place within hours. He's like I am going to be left alone, but then he says he's not really alone. Why is he not really alone?
1: Because the Father is with him.
0: But then what happens? What actually happens?
1: He says that phrase, why have you forsaken me?
0: He actually is left alone. Mm. The disciples have scattered and left him. And the Father cuts himself off from the Son because the Son has taken upon himself the sins of the world. And sin and God are two things that are mutually exclusive from each other. And for the first time, Jesus actually experiences true, total Loneliness.
1: Isn't that when his heart breaks and he dies?
0: That's all part of that um, that, that that process. Mm-hmm. You know, from the Garden of Gethsemane through to the point that he takes his last last breath, Jesus was truly alone.
1: And that's how painful Jesus found loneliness to be. So you know, it really is an issue.
0: And Jesus died what what the Bible calls the second death. Jesus died the death that the condemned, not the saved, but the condemned sinner dies. Uh, and so when a saved person dies, yes, it can be very lonely to die, but you can die with Jesus by your side. Jesus did not die that death. He died the second death uh, because he took on himself our condemnation. Mm. He paid the price for our sin, and the price for sin is total separation from God, you know, which, of course, is um, total death. And so Jesus really, truly did experience true loneliness. And so when we come to a point in our life when we are going through true loneliness, where we are truly alone, Jesus can come to us and if we allow him, because of course he won't force his way into our life, he can stand right there beside us and he can say, look, I have experienced what you just experienced. I have been there and that's why I am always here for you. Amen. and that he will never leave us, he will never forsake us because he knows what it's like to be truly alone, to be cut off from all human contact and also to be cut off from all spiritual contact. Uh, and so if you're going through that kind of loneliness this morning, um, I would just say that you know right now is the time to reach out to Jesus. He will be right there in just a moment. He knows what you're going through. He has experienced it.
1: And not only that, but Jesus has created a plan for the Christian life that involves uh, many cures for loneliness. You know, for example, our church family, the whole system of church, you know, people are so down on religion for being organized and all this, you know, organized religion. You have people, you know, yeah, hating on the church. Why. But that whole thing is created to, to, for exactly this verse that we just read in Ecclesiastes, you know, so you're better got, in teams. You're, you're better, you're, the more the merrier. You
0: have community. Community yeah, is Absolutely. Important. We, we will not survive without community and church creates community and that's why God invented church. Mm. Why people are so down on church, it will always, uh, just I have no idea. Yeah. It, just, it just blows my mind. There is this attitude out there that, you know, oh, you know, church is full of hypocrites or full of this or full of the other. Have you ever noticed that the moment that you use the word hypocrite in reference to somebody else? Kind of
1: makes yourself a hypocrite.
0: <laughs> by definition, uh-huh. you are a hypocrite. Uh-huh. Anyway,
1: yeah, so when I said before, you know, that, that I feel like loneliness is an easy cure for it, one of the biggest ones in my mind is just go to church. Yeah. Just go to church. It is great. It's full of sinners just like you, That's just right. like me, just like all of us. Uh, But we are going to take a break now and listen to a really great song. This song is called Three Chords. It's written by um, singer-songwriter Josh Cunningham, and I want you to listen to the lyrics and really focus on um, the the words of this song because he does talk about three chords in the same way that we were just talking about the strands of a rope. Um, To take a listen, Josh Cunningham with three chords. (laughs)
3: Follow your heart is what they say I know that if I do I'll be following something I can't know Deceitful and untrue I couldn't love you if I tried I couldn't find a way Unless my heart is led by God I'll only go astray If we want to be one heart One flesh, one instead of two There's gotta be three cords woven God and me and you If our hearts burn within us with the fire that consumes Only then can we say I love you God is love, he gives to us A priceless gift that's free He gave Himself, He gave His all unconditionally I want to love You like He does, Lord Give me eyes to see The only way I can is if You live inside of me If we want to be one heart, one flesh One instead of two There's got to be three cords woven God and me and you If our hearts burn within us with The fire that consumes Only then can we say I love you Love is kind, love never fails It ain't boastful, proud or rude It bears all things, believes all things Rejoices in the truth and love will never seek her own, love's patient, love endures. And if we want love like that is what we'll have to do If we want to be one heart, one flesh, one instead of two There's gotta be three cords woven, God and me and you If our hearts burn within us with the fire that consumes Only then can we say I love you that's true. The love of God is the only love, only love that's true. The love of God is the only love that's true. And it's the love that binds us. It binds us tightly, stronger than the grave. What God has joined together now, let no one separate. This love is forever, yeah. It's for eternity Cause the wellspring of our love Is the one who is and was and will be And if we want to be one heart, one flesh One instead of two There's got to be three coats woven God and me and you If our hearts burn within us With the fire that consumes Only then can we say I love you Cause the love of God is the only love that's true And I love you with a love that's true
0: And that was Josh Cunningham with Three Chords here on Faith FM, uh, a uh, song that was inspired by the passage from Ecclesiastes that we were just reading there a moment ago. Indeed. So, well-picked. All right, so what have we got uh, coming up for the next clue for our quiz there, Mon?
1: Yes. And
0: just while we're digging that up, we just need to... uh, um pray for uh, a school in North Carolina another school shooting taking place just mm. taking place there somebody is already in custody, so that's good to hear but um what's the University three, of North Carolina university, yeah. three people dead or
1: something like that? yeah um, the like, I've just seen pictures of a library with the, door, the glass doors all um, shot through and stuff so yeah just praying for that it doesn't look like it was a big one praise the Lord, but still mm. three people is three people too many yeah um okay, so what city am I? this is clue number four. After an earthquake in this city, a jailer who was guarding Paul and Silas asked how to be saved. After an earthquake in this city, a jailer who was guarding Paul and Silas asked how to be saved. What city did that all happen in?
0: There you go. 1-800-324-843 is the number to call if you know the answer to that quiz. And there is a copy of The Great Hope coming your way if you can answer the quiz this morning. So give us a call right now. What city... Uh, was a jailer converted in uh, as a result of the preaching of Paul and Silas. If you put those three words together, jailer, Paul, Silas, it's going to lead you straight to the city.
1: What, in a Google search you mean? Yes. <laughs> or even a Bible I search. Was,
0: I wasn't saying they should be Googling and stuff like that. It's just just, it's just it's just a way of triangulating the answer. There is only one answer to that clue. True. All right, so let's go over to where were we uh, where were we were going to go. Yeah, let's 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 go uh, let's go to First Corinthians. First Corinthians, chapter
1: seven. 1 Corinthians, first chapter. First
0: Corinthians, seven. chapter seven, and yep, let's uh, read here about the experience of Paul. Um, Mon, why don't you start for us in verse twenty-five?
1: Now, regarding your question about the young women who are not yet married. I do not have a command from the Lord for them, but the Lord in his mercy has given me wisdom that can be trusted, and I will share it with you. Keep going. Because of the present crisis, I think it is best to remain as you are. If you have a wife, do not seek to end the marriage. If you do not have a wife, do not seek to get married.
0: So there you go. There's some advice for you from the Bible. If you don't have a husband, on, yes. don't seek one.
1: Okay, fine, no worries. <laughs> not particularly seeking one, as it stands. Seeking why do you think? Own. Why do you
0: think Paul says that? Uh, is it a bad thing to get married?
1: No, because the next obviously verse, he says
0: don't split up.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. But the next verse uh, indeed says, um, if you uh, if you do not get married, it is not a sin. And if you do get married, it's also not a sin either. Okay, so, it's so neither sort of, is a sin.
0: Isn't it, it's, it's neither, neither which way. Yeah, I but
1: think why does why does, why does Paul? He kind of gives a recommendation
0: here towards singleness. Why do you think that Paul does that?
1: I think just at the time with when they were with the explosion of the early church, and there was a lot of work to be done. I think, I think because he was living the single life, kind of a thing. Was he married? He was. And then his wife left him. Or uh, something?
0: That's the uh, indication from uh, history and tradition. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, I think he wanted maybe some more workers in the field that can dedicate their entire focus to… But
0: when you get married, can't you combine your energies together, you know, two chords, three chords, stronger than one? You
1: can, but you're going to have responsibilities that you can't ignore, that you can't take time off from. So, you will need to, um, you know, cultivate your relationship with your spouse and that will take time time away from yeah. work. I think ministry. there's another
0: uh, I think there's another important part of the context of this particular passage as well and that is that Christianity was not a well-favored religion. That's right. Uh, Christians if somebody became a Christian it was seen in those days that they were becoming a Jew. And Jews tended to be very exclusive, and they had built up this um, aura of exclusivity, and we're better than everybody else. And you know, when you get a certain race that goes around saying we're better than everybody else, it kind of grates on everybody else. Mm. And then you get a whole bunch of people who go and join that particular religion because, you know, Judaism is both a religion and a race. And, uh, you know, if your next-door neighbor went out and joined a religion that you saw as a religion that just said that they were better than everybody else and wouldn't eat with anyone else, wouldn't associate with anyone else, wouldn't touch anyone else, you know, all these kind of things, you'd be like, no, you know, this this is not a positive thing. And so Christianity was not seen as a positive thing. It was a very misunderstood religion in its early days. And because of that, there was a tremendous amount of persecution. That persecution is so much harder to deal with when you have family commitments. You know, any time of strife... You know, whenever you get, like, for instance, a war comes and a refugee crisis takes place, single people always fare better, far, far better than married people do, because you don't have, uh, you know, you, you just don't have those same responsibilities. And and I think that this was wise advice that Paul is giving. You know, considering the the current crisis, he yeah. says, and that's and that's what and that that that's. The word "crisis" is what's actually used in your translation there, which I think is a very, very important word.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think we need to remember that nothing should come in the way of, um, you know, pushing forward the gospel, um, including in moments like these, in moments of crisis like this, including uh, relationships. You know, all of that dims to the importance of, of you know, the eternal question. And uh, and there's plenty of advice in the Bible that is um, dependent on situations, dependent on time, you know, yeah. time context. stamps on it. Yeah, yeah, context. context. Yeah, I remember uh, someone told me, you know, about um, a piece of inspired writing that says that uh, people of different colour shouldn't get married. And because uh, uh, at the time I was interested in someone who was black and, and she was like, you can't marry them, you know, it says you shouldn't. And uh, and on a bit of inspection, it was discovered that it was actually a timestamp piece and it was actually talking about back in the States when the racial issues were at yeah. absolute climax. At their peak. Yeah, at their peak. It and, would not uh, be a smart move. It would not have been a smart move, especially because the cause of the church is greater than that and uh, it would have cast a lot of controversy on the church in, an, in a light that was not necessary. So,
2: Yeah, and,
0: and this was a person who was writing uh, you know, within a historical context and making a very, very good and valid point. The other point that goes right along with that is that any marriage has a lot of social pressure on it. Yeah. You only add to that within some cultures – by having a mixed race marriage. Now, there is nothing immoral about a mixed race marriage, and there are some great examples in the Bible. For instance, Moses who married an Ethiopian woman, um, of mixed race marriages. I think we need to be you know, sensitive, and, and Rahab, and you know, there's so, so many, so many other examples that there are in the Bible where this has been blessed by God. And um, you need
1: to be sensible and just remember Ruth and Boaz. Ha- hang on, what is the what character is the, of God? The,
0: what is the character of God? But also, God what is the, not
1: racist and God doesn't no, think we should all be not. single forever.
0: Uh, but God also doesn't want us to put extra pressures on ourselves right. that are unnecessary.
1: He knows how hard it is for a marriage to succeed as it is. Yeah. And He wants the best for you. Yeah.
0: And so here in Australia, I think we have probably one of the best environments that there is for a mixed race marriage of pretty much anywhere in the world. I
1: would say Germany, actually. Okay. Europe. Like, yeah, there it's Western like, Europe. like, here it's still a bit of a conversation. We're in Germany, like, it's literally not even a conversation. They're yeah, it's like, just what? A norm. Huh? What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's such a norm thing. It's <laughs> nice, isn't it? Yeah, it's nice when it's not even a talking point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway.
0: All right. We were uh, sidetracked by that. Um,. Anyway, let's go to, uh, let, let's continue on here um, with our passage. Yeah, just keep reading from where you got up to. Where did you get up to? I can't remember what uh, verse you wrote.
1: Verse 28. And if a young woman gets married, it is not a sin. However, those who get married at this time will have troubles, and I'm trying to spare you those problems.
0: Yeah, so cultural, Basically I mean, not cultural, historical up. context.
1: Yeah, exa- exactly.
0: At this time. He, he particularly mentions, you know, at this time because there's a lot of, Challenges going on.
1: But let me say this, dear brothers and sisters, the time that remains is very short. From, the, from now on, those with wives should not only focus on their marriage. Keep going. Those who weep or who rejoice or who buy things should not be absorbed by their weeping or their joy or their possessions. Those who use the things of the world should not become attached to them for this world as we know it will soon pass away. I want you to be free from the concerns of this life. An unmarried man can spend his time doing the Lord's work and thinking about how to please him. But a married man has to think about his earthly responsibilities and how to please his wife. His interests are divided.
0: Okay, so some interesting advice there within a historical context. Um, Of course, people have used that to enforce celibacy. Um, How you do that, I have no idea because there is nothing enforced in that passage whatsoever at all. It's just Paul making a general... Uh, recommendation. Anyway, we're going to move on. Uh, Sarah Groves, Blessed Be the Tie That Binds. And if you're lonely, then just yeah, give us a call right here. 1-800-324-843 is our number today. Don't want anyone to be lonely.
2: Before our Father's throne, we pour out our Fears and hopes are one.
3: Camping, caravanning
0: scene. Join Australia's largest annual national gathering of travellers and caravanners at the Stewart's Point Convention Centre this year, Stewart's Point, New South Wales. It's an amazing campground among the trees. Inspirational Christian speakers with incredible music and beautiful beaches and a relaxing environment. Be part of the community and make friends for life. May ten through eighteen, Stewart's Point Caravan and Convention Centre.
1: Contact Debbie on 02-494-3220 or simply email greynomads at adventist.org.au You're
2: listening to Faith FM, positively different radio.
4: Heart, I pray as I walk in the shadow of your love, and each step I take, help me make no mistake as I dwell in the comfort of your love, and I will bow my knee through all eternity. Can I, Can I- Sit at my master's feet And help me to know That I will grow In the knowledge of your word And I will bow my
5: Right, guys,
0: this is Faith FM. That was Grego Pillay with I Will Bow My Knee here on Faith FM. The clue, the, the prize is still out there.
1: Yeah, it, it's a hard one. This with city. the amount of
0: phone calls that I've seen come through this morning, I am shocked yeah. that nobody has got the answer yet.
1: This city isn't exactly the most famous city in the Bible, let's just say. Uh, okay, but let me give you the final... It's a
0: very famous city. It's
1: not the most not famous. Not the most famous. It's not like it's Jerusalem or, or Bethlehem or... Any of those. It's not Rome.
0: Okay. okay. Let, give us the last
1: clue and I'll tell okay. you another one. One of Paul's epistles is addressed to the saints in this city. It names begin, it's, its name begins with a letter P. Okay. And it's not Paphos and it's not Pergamum. Give us a call yes. you know the answer. 1-800-Faith-FM.
2: That's
0: it because it was a letter from Jesus that went to Pergamon.
1: Oh. Not from Paul. But it was one of Paul's epistles that was addressed to the saints in the city. Yeah. Yeah. All right. The letter P.
0: What have you got for our question of the day?
1: Okay. Question of the daytime. Let me just get my camera up so I can video Lyle doing this. Okay. And pressing record. Here comes your question of the day, Lyle. Okay. This is from one of our listeners and he says, I went to my osteopath and he uses an ointment that contains emu oil. The health message in Leviticus says not to eat or consume unclean foods. With our skin being our biggest organ, how does this line of thought go with consuming unclean foods via the skin? Then consider when a dog, an unclean animal, licks you. Its saliva is technically being consumed through our skin.
0: Okay, so we get all kinds of questions here, and uh, the only silly question that you ever get is the question that's not asked. So I do appreciate Amen. this question. Um, the, the EMU oil is something that I was unfamiliar with. Did a quick check on Wikipedia, and uh, yeah, it's one of those that uh, one of those things that because it is completely not non-standardized. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration have highlighted EMU oil in how to spot a health fraud. Uh, pointing out that many pure emu oil products are, not, are unapproved drugs. And although as of 2015 there had been two very small human studies, uh, one as a skin moisturiser and another as an insect repellent, there was no real solid scientific basis for the use of emu oil. And so from the perspective of many people, it tends to be up there with snake oil.
2: Snake
0: oil. <laughs> However... Um, there, may be some, there may be some very good properties in this that this particular osteopath knows about that I have no idea about, and so I'm speaking from a standpoint of ignorance um, as, as far as the product goes. But when it comes to the skin being one of the largest organs of the body, I think that's a very relevant part of this question because the skin is a very different organ to the mouth and the digestive tract. And so, yes, you can absorb all kinds of things through your skin, and you do absorb all kinds of things through your skin every day. And the Bible says nothing about banning you from absorbing this or absorbing that or absorbing something else through your skin. Uh, The Bible does speak about what you put in your mouth. So the Bible does not speak about what you put on your skin it does speak about what you put in your mouth. And I think that that is the the uh, the, the very important uh, distinction that we need to make here. Now, more importantly to this discussion, then emu oil is um, the subject of blood transfusions because there is a major denomination called the Jehovah's Witnesses who do not take blood transfusions because of a passage in the Bible. Let me just read it to you very quickly. It's found in Leviticus chapter 3 and verse 17 where it says it shall be a perpetual statute um, throughout your generations and throughout your living places that you eat neither fat nor blood. And so the Bible is very clear you shouldn't go eating blood. So in other words, when you butcher an animal, you ought to cut its throat. You don't strangle it. You cut its throat, let the blood drain out. Uh, a very practical um, move by God there because, of course, blood is where you're going to find the disease. You have a disease, you go to the doctor, he does a blood test. That's why... You know, he's looking. So you basically you drain out um, as much of the disease as is possible. Now Jehovah's Witnesses have taken that one step further and said, no, you cannot have a blood transfusion. Okay, so we need to look at the reason that a doctor uh, will give you a blood transfusion or the reason behind an osteopath recommending emu oil. The reason that they are going to do this is to save and preserve life. So first of all, there is a very big distinction between taking something into your body through your mouth as compared to through your skin. The Bible says nothing about uh, there's no prohibitions to taking things in through your skin. Um, then, of course, an injection is you know obviously through the skin into the vein. It's you know, a blood transfusion. But the principle behind it is to save and preserve life. That's why God said, don't eat blood. It kind of defeats the purpose of that if you die as a result of not having a blood transfusion, doesn't it? So I'm going to, you know, die here so that I can live a healthy life. No, that kind of doesn't make any sense at all. We need to understand that these principles of health that the Bible gives are given for our health, these are not ceremonial in nature. They are simply to do with how our body works. And, of course, that's why, and I know I've said this many times before, a little brag right here, but that's why Adventists live 10 to 15 years longer than everybody else is because we follow these principles that are in the Bible. Um, they are tried, they are tested, they are proven, they are well-recognized in science. And uh, and that's what we should follow. So what we need to be worried about, what will kill you, is the things that you put in your mouth. Be very afraid of those.
1: Actually, not the first time I've heard this concept, Lyle, because I know a lot of people who won't spray perfume right on their skin because they say perfume contains alcohol and your skin will consume it and you're not supposed to drink alcohol. So,
0: Yes, mm. I think the percentage of alcohol that you're going to get through your skin is just a little bit too small for that to be relevant.
1: This is Daniel Martin-Moore with Oh My Soul. Shake your chains to the earth.
5: rise up with the dawn, oh my soul, mm-hmm. oh mm. each step. We never walk alone oh, oh, oh. Oh. Lift up your eyes And take back your side. Shake your chains to the earth
0: Welcome back guys that was Daniel Martin more with Oh My Soul here on Faith FM and we continue to get uh um, people, um,
1: yes, calling, in for, the calling
0: for, in for the quiz. And I think this person may have even got it right. But
1: They only got bragging rights, they got bragging because, rights they because they won a they prize, prize a few yeah. days ago. Um, and so we have a once up. a month policy with our prizes. So the prize is still up for snaps.
0: you got if, a minute and 42 seconds to call in.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, you have some more time than that. But our show finishes in a minute yeah. and now 37 That's seconds. Right. We do have a completely free, no strings attached giveaway at the moment. Uh, if you're the first person to call through right now, you can get a copy of the new Bible cure for depression. depression. Depression and anxiety and loneliness. This is a really great book. It's uh, written by Dr. Don Colbert. Uh, Ancient Truth, Natural Remedies, and the Latest Findings for Your Health Today. A really great book. Uh, If you suffer from uh, depression or anxiety, we spoke earlier about loneliness. Uh, This is a great book um, to to take steps towards uh, curing that because depression is one of the easiest to uh, cure um, lifestyle diseases at the moment. So this book will cover the best antidepressant, antidepressant, the vital link between omega-3 fatty acids and brain activities, powerful foods that can combat um, depression, and simple strategies for joy-filled living. Um, you want to be healthy. God wants you to be healthy. Uh, this book can show you that way. If you would like to get a copy of this uh, really great book, The New Bible Cure for Depression, Anxiety, and Loneliness, give us a call now. Our number, of course, is 1-800-FAITH-FM. It's 1-800-324-843. First person to call through will get this book totally for free sent to them.
0: And, of course, if you are listening to Faith FM and find that the signal is a little bit weak and you own a piece of property that has some altitude associated with it, then maybe you would like to uh, offer the use of your land uh, as uh, an opportunity to get the signal up higher and stronger. We're always looking for opportunities to have a stronger signal for Faith FM, but stay tuned right now because we have some great music and other
2: programming.